podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Zero Pucks Given, the UK ice hockey podcast. We're in partnership with the Hockey Art Co, hockey clothing for hockey people, worn by the best and hated by the rest. Listeners to Zero Pucks Given get a 10% discount on everything site-wide. Make sure you get those orders in quick for Christmas. Uh, I'm not sure Mike has given a a definitive date yet, but if you get in nice and quick with express delivery, it should arrive. If you use the code ZP10 upon checkout, you will get your 10% discount. So enjoy having a peruse through everything there from their custom jerseys to their city series of clothing and fantastic hats. I certainly will be wearing some of that in the new year. Right, this uh, this is our sort of second episode of the week. We had the, the roundup with all the match reports and whatnot. And now we get to our chat with one of the players. This week, I'm absolutely thrilled to be joined by an absolute top gentleman, Ziggy Beasley of the Streatham Redhawks. Pucks given in partnership with the Hockey Art Co. Absolutely delighted to to be welcoming Stretton Red Hawks Ziggy Beasley. How you doing, mate? Yeah, not bad, thank you. Yeah, cheers for having me on. Um, uh, you're very, yeah, very good. welcome indeed. Despite the fact, I mean, you've just had a, an incredible weekend. I don't want to talk about last night's result too much, but we're, um, you got yourself a, got yourself on the score sheet last night, and you got yourself a man of the match week this weekend as well. So it's been quite a good weekend for you. Yeah, it's not been too bad. I think um, I might have. I'm guilty. I might have. Uh, taken one of Brandon's goals so probably the last person you want to take a goal <laughs> off of but uh yeah uh yeah good weekend for us um yeah two brilliant teams um who who have got better over this over the summer um but yeah good to get two wins especially after coming from that weekend off because you've had that a few times already this year haven't you where you've got no game yeah yeah the fixtures have sort of been a bit odd this year um had a few weekends off which is which is quite nice but at the same time yeah, it's a little bit disruptive when you're in the flow of things and sort of when you're on the momentum of a good run. Mm. Um, yeah, it can, can be a bit annoying. But um, I think off post-January in the new year, I think we're pretty back-to-back um, up until the playoffs. So, um, yeah. Mm. Well, it's been the case so far this year that when you guys have had a weekend off, you've come back with a four-point weekend. So where does that strength lie within this roster? Because there's been everyone, especially fans of this level, will always chat online, I'll Streatham run away with this, they run away with that, they should go up, they should do this, they should do that. Not something I agree with, because it all moves in cycles. I mean, Chelmsford were running the show, you know, six, seven years ago, and, you know, now that cycle's going around to, to Streatham doing really well. Obviously, Slough Jets have had their time as well at a slightly lower level, but they're now doing quite well. So what is it in, in your room, mentally or physically, that gets you up for every single weekend, even when you've had a weekend off? Um, yeah, lots of things. I think there's a lot of contributing factors but um 
firstly I say like great coaching um all of our sessions before each team we play are tailored for that weekend so sort of half ice quarter ice against Gosport for example um we haven't played in Gosport yet this season they're a great team there um any any Murray team is sort of well drilled and you're never gonna win a battle easily if you know what I mean um so yeah great coaching I'd say um also we have a lot of depth in our team um maybe not this weekend we're a bit short <laughs> but um yeah we have a, a great like energy and atmosphere in that changing room and um, a lot of depth um so yeah but even saying that what you were saying before about um Chelmsford sort of winning and having the success they did a few years ago um even before that and Victor um they, they were really really strong for a good number of years so I think it all it all comes around and um yeah hopefully Stratton stay there for as long as possible but uh well you never know Slough look amazing this year um some really good teams coming through well, it's certainly competitive, isn't it? I know the last, I mean, the last couple of years, it's kind of, you haven't really had a challenge. You, you, you've had the odd, odd weekend where perhaps, you know, someone's really got up for it against you and they've taken a win. But this year, it, the whole league is truly competitive. There's, I mean, if you look at the people who are sort of having a little bit of a pop at Chelmsford over the weekend, winning 5-4 at the Romford Buccaneers, but they came down to your place and, and you had to like scrape a 6-5, I think, because they're, they can give you a really good game if you're not 100% yeah. on it. They can they can give you a scare. Yeah, Romford have got some some really good young players. Um, yeah, like some of the guys coming through there and girls. Um, yeah, super strong. You see, you see Kat Tom Tomlin, I think it is. Yeah, um, yeah. I think TJ played I think last weekend or one weekend. Um, got some really strong players and um, been put on my ass sort of dangled by TJ a couple of times. At MK last year, I remember was a. Uh, wasn't too good <laughs> but um, yeah you got to, be, got, to, got to be so careful against those teams because you take your foot off the gas five minutes next thing you know you're two goals down um, can happen to any team this, this year even, even off with um, uh, you know they, they beat us um, two months ago, month ago. Um, so yeah you just got to bring it every night really in this league this year and it's really nice it's refreshing to see it so competitive yeah it absolutely is well, when I, I spoke to Jason Buckman earlier today uh, the, the Bucks head coach and I said, because I was down at the Sapphire on Saturday night, and what a pleasure it is to watch Brindley Caps in the in the flesh. The, yeah, no, he's a really strong player. Really, really strong player. So, um, yeah, I think we've, we've got them in, in the new year at some point. So, um, definitely have to try and shut him down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it's your sixth season, I believe, now at, at Streatham. Yeah, God, and, uh, that's gone quick, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and you're part of the leadership team now. So, was that expected or did that come out a little bit out of the blue? Um, yeah, not not expected really. Um, yeah, bit of a surprise. Um, absolute honour to, um, to to be given that by Coach Paints. Um, so yeah, just really really happy with it. Just sort of told me to keep doing the same thing you're doing, um, and uh, yeah, just tried my best to, to to do that and to do what's best for the team really. Mm. Well, what is the full leadership team at the Red Hawks? Um, so we've got uh, Ryan Watts, our, our captain. Um, Jordan Gregory's um, an assistant captain. It's been Ryan and Jordan have been at the club for, for a good number of years. Um, and I'm the other assistant. And um, while what is sort of recovering from his injury, um, we've Callum Burnett, um, as you'll know well. Mm. Um, I played I played with Callum at Romford uh, a, few, a number of years ago. So he sort of stepped up as another as another as, um Yeah, he's he's really good, really motivational. Um, he's always got a lot to say, which is great. Yeah, um, yeah, he's a, he's a very very good talker for for, for such a young young man. He's an incredible leader, I think, for someone of what twenty one, twenty two. Yeah, he's got a really mature head of him for for a guy his age. So yeah, he he's great. Um, he's fitted in really nicely at Streatham. Um, so yeah, 
yeah, no, yeah. That's it. And you covered something else I was going to ask there because a few people have sort of have, have said to me, Where, where's Watty? No one's seen Watty yet. And then you see him yeah. standing on the bench in his nice coat and you're thinking, oh, is he replacing paints or something? Is, is something going on there? But he's recovering from an injury, is he? Yeah, yeah, he's recovering from, from an injury. Um, yeah, you can always rely on Watty to be the best dressed uh, man in the ring <laughs> coming in. Um, but he, yeah, so we'll be just him, but he'll, he should hopefully be back in the new year. Um, causing carnage and scoring, scoring a lot of goals, hopefully for us. Yeah, I, I mean that's that's probably one thing actually at Streatham. I'd probably say more than most teams. I, I, I was the last time Chelmsford come there, not this Sunday, the one before. I think when you got a six-nil victory, I was down in the car park as you guys were all arriving, and it is it's is like a fashion show. <laughs> all, all the white Mercedes start rolling in, and there's all the coats and the mullets and the moustaches, and it's like yeah, this is rock and roll <laughs> hockey. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's good fun. Yeah, so some interesting haircuts over the over the last two or three years. Um, yeah, it's just a great team, honestly. Such, such great characters in that room. So it's a, it's a pleasure to play for. Well, you, well, Paints has dropped you in it slightly with me because th- there's someone in that room that's not there anymore. And he wanted to know how, how upset you were when Vanny went. Oh, yeah, no, when he, when he left, I was, uh, yeah, it was a tough pill to swallow. Is there, um, there's a bit of a bromance there between you two, is there? Yeah, I've, I've played with Vanny sort of on and off since we were kids and um yeah yeah really great friend um but he um he's such such a good player so um yeah we couldn't we couldn't hold him back so yeah he's um doing great in the league above so constantly catching up and stuff so um i knew i knew painter or someone would, would chime in with that <laughs> <laughs> well it's good i mean it's so good to see actually you can and you can kind of see you know a lot because obviously it's a it's a big squad big roster to sort of cover for a whole season and you kind of need, you know, line buddies or, or people to sort of cr- start creating little partnerships or little trios on That's and it. off the ice yeah. to keep the um, like all the character sort of going. And if you can flow that character, as you guys obviously do, you keep that character from the off ice and it flows onto your on ice performances because there's, there's there's a real chemistry to Streatham this year. There is, yeah. And it's, it's funny because, um, like, we had a bit of a rough run at the start of the season, like, I mean, you could say, oh, they've only lost three games or whatever, but, um, you know, we want to be winning every game. And every, That's more than you've lost in the last two night. years put together. Yeah, it is, it is. And so we were sort of not panic stations. We were like, oh, what do we need to do? What do we need to do? And it was just kind of maybe some not as acceptable these days, but just go out and get drunk, have a few beers together and sort of build that team chemistry as, as a mm. team. Like, it doesn't matter where we are, you know, so we, we just went, went with bowling in, in Guildford. It's just simple, something simple like that, and it just all got together. And and, and then I don't think we've actually lost a game since then. So, um, yeah, that off off ice chemistry is really really important. Sort of things like Stigra Santa are good fun. Um, we, good group of us went up to Winter Wonderland, Hyde Park recently, just to build build you know that cohesion um, together. And um, yeah, it does, it does do wonders. It sounds so simple and so stupid, but um, yeah, it does really help. Yeah. Have you guys done your Secret Santa yet? Yeah, we've done it. Yeah, we did it. Did it last week. Uh, it was good. Good fun. Yeah. Uh, what was the probably, worst probably Oh God. Uh, I'm assuming some of it was probably un- it. unbroadcastable. But <laughs> yeah. I, I can I'm put a, uh... I can put an explicit warning on it. It's fine. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I can tell you mine, but uh, I got. I'm a big Harry Potter fan, so uh, quite PG. I got got a bunch of uh, wizard stuff, so um, nothing too crazy. But uh, another former teammate of yours, uh, who's I think he's on the other side of the world at the moment, Scott Bailey. As uh, has asked me to ask, what's the deal with the wizard trio at Streatham? Oh, uh, 
So, um, have you got a few so, potter heads down there, have you? A couple of potter heads, yeah, a couple of potter heads. We used to, um, we had a few wizards in, in the club over the years. Um, so I used to do like <laughs> stupid, really, a little little team huddle with the wizards and uh, for good luck, little hands in. Uh, it's quite fun, but um, yeah, they slowly left. Jacob Ransom was one, Ryan Webb over the years got. Um, I've had Banya was another one, but they've all, they've all gone. So uh, I've recruited this year. Yeah, applications are open now. If any of my teammates are listening. I mean, to be fair, I'm a massive Harry Potter fan as well. We could probably chat for half an hour just on Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, maybe uh, Zero Puck's given uh, a little feature. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to say, judging by the top you're wearing, you're a Gryffindor. Oh, I've no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I'll take Gryffindor. Probably not. Probably not. I'm past knowing me. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was a bit taken aback when my daughter decided that she was a Slytherin. Uh, <laughs> and I, I kind of thought, really? Are you? <laughs> yeah. So funny. yeah, I think, uh, and and then my problem there for my thirteen year old daughter that wants to be a Slytherin, I think I'm gonna have to deal with bad boys as she gets older. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, I, I just tell, well, I used to be a boxer, and I tell her I know a load of hockey players, so that should scare scare off many lads. I think should do the trick. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so you started your your sort of junior career was in Bracknell, um, and right, you said yeah. that you knew Vanny from when you were quite young. And obviously, Vanny was a figure skater before going to hockey. Did you take that route as well? Um, yeah, funny enough, I did actually. I um, I did. Um, so some parents had some friends. I grew up just outside Basingstoke near Winchester, um, and uh, yeah, some friends were into the club at Basingstoke. Went down there. Uh, me and my brothers did did some figure skating. My older brother went on to be quite a good figure skater. Um, and I, I sort of did it from, I think, six or seven to ten, I believe. Um, did a competition, came dead last, uh, toe-picked three times round, said to my mama, yeah, I think, I'm, think I've done with figure yeah. skating. But Get rid of these toe-picks. <laughs> yeah, get rid of the toe-picks. Yeah, the lethal. Um, and then just concentrated on my hockey. So I played yeah, juniors up to under 12s in Basingstoke, and then, um, then moved over to Bracknell, where um, I played until I was 18. So... Had some really good coaches, Lucas Smittle. Um, obviously, you see the, the kids that he's bringing through nowadays and looking around, I'm like, oh, God, mm. I'm going to keep up with some of these guys of said Moors. And um, so there's so many players. Like, if you look around our league now and the league above, actually, you'll you'll look around and see a lot of really quality players that Smith has brought through. Um, I mean, half our team at Stratton was coached by him. Um, so, yeah, lots to thank um, that Bracknell Junior set up. Produce some amazing players, uh, so like Sam Duggan, Cardiff Devils, Josh Tetlow, I was a teammate with, um, Vanya, obviously, Josh Smith, Ed Nags, MK Lightning, um, yeah, some really, Brandon Miles was, was, was there for a while, um, Nathan, Jordan Gregory, some, some, just the list goes on, really. Yeah, there's, I mean, in that area, obviously, we, we know what's, well, I don't think we do really know actually what's going on with Planet Ice, Basingstoke. Yeah, um, it's a, I saw. Um, obviously, you've lost the John Nike in Bracknell as well. There's yeah. that area. Do you know what I mean? That that's such a hotbed for 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 hockey down down in the south. Because in all honesty, the guy the North think they own hockey in UK. They think it's theirs. It's like rugby league. But that was like such a hotbed, and obviously losing Bracknell, possibly losing Basingstoke. There needs to be something done down there, doesn't there? Something needs to change. Yeah, those two, like the two rinks of my childhood. So when Bracknell went, it was, it did cut deep. To be fair, there's so many good memories in there, um, in that in that building. And then obviously you see what's happening to Basingstoke. It is is really sad. Um, but just yeah, that that rink has been when I walked in there when I was 
six years old to now is, is, is pretty much the same exact same um so i'm really hoping you know this can get some kind of funding or 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 you know the authorities can um improve that place because um yeah it's a real shame and some some unbelievable talents have come through there yeah as, the as, as something i will be discussing with uh, daniel smith who's a board member from what is now england ice hockey yeah. Um, after their their little rebrand is is that yes you know they want to increase participation they want to do progress I'm almost quoting their four pillars of their strategy but by, by saying that but you can't do that if you haven't got the facilities there's literally only so many hours in the day and so much ice available that you, it, you know you're already pushed to the limits with you know top teams in the NIHL and the NIHL one are training once or twice a week at ten o'clock at night there's um yeah there's, they just des- desperately need to to fund the sport from that level to get more more facilities absolutely um yeah that, yeah like you said about ice time especially like this season um Stratton red hawks we train once a week um but, but start training with the black hawks um on it just just for extra ice really just to keep trying, trying to get better um but uh yeah a lot of teams will only have the opportunity to train once twice a week uh you know looking down at the junior club as well um i think when i was in bracknell um we trained so late um back in back in the day and it's just it is a shame to see it was, I wish there was more ice time available and that's even for like uh, public skates growing the game getting people into the game you know um yeah. and, and um, having enough time for figure skating as well you know there's so many the rink can be used by so many people so yeah. um, those those facilities do need to be in good condition or at least usable condition you know yeah because obviously because um, you've still got obviously as you said you've got figure skating the public skating the rec the para there's, yeah, right. Power as well. Yeah. yeah, so much going on and so little places to do it that it's it's quite a shame, really. Out of all those that you've played in, because I'm sort of looking through where where you played, you probably played most of the rinks in the country. Have you got a particular favourite? Um, I my I've only played there once. Um, wasn't quite good enough to make the uh, the Great Britain on twenties team, but I did the trials at Nottingham, um, oh, right. the National Ice Centre. That was really cool. Uh, Nottingham was probably my favourite. Cardiff as well. Um, when the fire won our league um, a number of years ago, that was that's really cool. It's almost just like the little things you probably wouldn't appreciate as a spectator, like just the boards, so like the way the puck bounces off the board. It's so smooth. Um, and the and, and Romford's Romford's actually the same. Chelmsford is decent as well. Um, but yeah, I'd say my top two is um, is definitely uh, Cardiff and Nottingham. Mm. I was that was actually my first time in Romford on Saturday night, and that is my favourite away ring. <laughs> It's lush, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah, so nice. I really, really did enjoy being there. And uh, I, I took a few mates with me. They're not, they're not massively like ice hockey aficionados. They kind of just come yeah. along because I talk about it all the time. And uh, and they were like, you know what? We like this because the rink is right there and the bar is just like right there. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I agree with that one. Yeah, it certainly got like an outsider's seal of approval. Absolutely. So they, I mean, the, the answer to this is normally the same. Have you got a least favourite one? Um, least favourite, uh, I'd probably say Gosport actually, yeah. or, or Invicta, just because I don't like the cold and it's freezing. But um, like yeah. this week I was actually, I was the last week I was like um mentally preparing myself for that cold shower, but the the guys in Gosport have uh, fixed it, so uh, that's it's maybe maybe Invicta. <laughs> I say, well, you won't find too many warm showers in away dressing rooms, really, will you? It's yeah, no, no, not not at the moment. Still room for improvement. All part of the psychological edge. That's it. <laughs> Are you a um a superstitious player? Have you got anything random that you do pre-game? Um, yeah, I, I'm not, sort of 
now you mentioned it like it sort of comes to you like yeah just a couple of like random things i was go left to right um socks have to be a certain way um yeah sticks taped up the same way every time um, i normally do like similar patterns in warm-up of like when you do like the circles so like the circle passing the puck between each other um I'll always chip a puck up to Benny Newman and he'll catch it in his glove. It's so skillful. <laughs> and then um, when that, when, when that finishes, like he always has to be the last person with the puck and then he'll shoot. Um, and if we don't do that, we, we, we lose out, freak, freak out a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, nothing too crazy. It's like little things. It's just like, oh, that is actually quite weird. Yeah. So have you got, um, obviously the last few years for Streatham have been incredibly successful. Is, is there any, any one moment that particularly sticks out from your time at Streatham and your career as a whole? Um, my time at Streatham, I think, I've uh, got a couple. So, uh, one, um, when we first won the league at Streatham, I thought I found out in, um, I live in Greenwich, so we found out in an IKEA Charlton car park that we'd won the league with COVID on the doorstep. We're supposed to be going out to Gosport. That, that, it's not a glamorous memory, but I just, I think that was my first sort of like proper league title, and that was amazing. Just, obviously, we didn't get to celebrate it, but, um, and then a couple of, yeah, Actually, MK finals um, against Chelmsford in the, in the final. I think we were two 0 down. Yes. Um, put in a put, boys put in an amazing performance, and um, somehow, not sure how, we managed managed to get the win. Um, uh, and then, yeah, just making commentary as well. Really, I mean, played two brilliant Solway teams. Um, couldn't get it done, but just just being there and soaking in that whole sort of playoff weekend experience. Yeah, um, they're, they're being rel- and... relatively competitive as well, aren't they, in the national this year as well? Yeah, they're, they're, they're absolutely stacked. I think if we take them now, I don't know how well that would go for us. <laughs> no, they're, they're kind of but, like uh, half clan, aren't they now? They've got loads yeah, of yeah. players in there. Yeah, Martin Grubb is the coach up there. I think he's, it'll be a, a slow burn project, but I think they'll be they'll be really strong in the next few years. They've got all those Scottish clubs feeding into them so yeah. at the national level. But um, yeah, yes, yeah, but um, yeah, commentary definitely. Just seeing there all the fans like from all across the country um, there, and just getting the chance to play in front of that many people and, and that occasion was just—it's just amazing. Mm. And it's so good for for, for Dawn and Graham who run Streatham so well. So it's so nice to see, give them an opportunity to experience stuff like that. Yeah, that's all. I think when I was, when Milch was on, we spoke about the um, the playoff finals at Milton Keynes. That it's such a shame that that's such a, a nice big arena and it's never full for, for Britain finals weekend which but, is such yeah. a shame but obviously like it, Streatham are obviously they're, they're always there the year Chelmsford were there there was plenty of fans in, in from that um, but last year it was really quiet it was yeah I mean when the year that Chelmsford were there it was brilliant it was so loud like that whole block was completely full I think Bristol were there as well they had a, a decent following yeah they had a decent but, yeah, following yeah. I think yeah, that whole weekend is great but yeah, I definitely think that people, you know, I think it's it's not too. I think to get a ticket, it's not actually too bad. Like even just go if you you're a fan of hockey, just go and experience it. Watch some really good players and some really good teams. It, it would be brilliant to fill the rink at one of those. Yeah, I it is incredible value even... actually. I think for I think it's, it's under forty quid. I think for three games. It's not bad. Yeah. yeah, I think it's great value. And like I said, it's a great arena. That you know, massive ice pad. So it's. You know, for getting some really good action on there as well, and the second semi-final of them playoffs seems to be somewhat cursed. There's always incredibly random stuff that goes on in that second yeah. semi-final. I mean, last season we 
we watched, I think it was Invicta and Gosport, I believe. It was, yeah. Um, yeah, sort of two goals up with a couple of minutes to go. And then, um, yeah, that, that was crazy. I couldn't believe what I was watching, really. But, um, yeah, that, that that weekend has some great moments on and off the ice. Yeah, no, it's, like I said, it's some, something that any anyone who's never been to hockey before, I'd always say, you know, come and watch hockey. But then when it gets to playoffs, it's a completely different style. Of yeah, games. it's... It, yeah, sort of like everything, anything goes really. It's just so mm. intense. Um, the battles are so much more intense. It's a lot more physical. Um, and it's still the big moment players that will rise to the occasion. And yeah. um, it is a totally different style of hockey because it's just one mistake really can, can cost you like the season really, if you think about it. Yeah. Especially for teams who uh, maybe are out of the league running, um, league title hunt or whatever. Um, so that is it. You know, that's the big moment. So you have everyone gives it their all, and it is it is great fun. So right, where did uh, we, when we spoke, obviously before we hit record, and I asked you, would you prefer Tom or Ziggy? Where does Ziggy come from? Uh, so Ziggy's sort of um, all my brothers have got nicknames. Um, it's just a family thing, and uh, Ziggy was just a, a character in a book my mum used to read me, and it stuck. And then when I went through school. Um, sort of college university uh it just it just stayed and uh for the ice hockey world if, if someone calls me tom it's a bit like oh no no one calls me that but um <laughs> yeah it's a weird one yeah so it's, it's sometimes good to ring to who are, they don't know me they say uh oh like tom beasley and everyone's a bit like oh, who's that like yeah. <laughs> <"Right>, tom <laughs> you kind of got like an element of anonymity there haven't you yes yeah maybe yeah <laughs> use it for the right reasons i hope no, I don't know, because my cousin's nickname is Ziggy, but that's because his last name is Viziglio. So it, kind of... <laughs> it makes sense rather than mine. It's just totally yeah, random. yeah, it's just because his long Italian name is just too hard to pronounce. So it's just, it's just been shortened. But so, what's the um? It's, this is probably a really straightforward question, actually. What is the end goal for Streatham this year? Um, so Coach Paints, um you know, expects the best from us. So to take home every trophy, really, that's sort of, it's been the last few, the mantra for the last few years with, um, with paints last season, we had some amazing coaches in, in Michael Farn, um, and Adam Carr, um, were sort of just, just relentless, um, brutal attitude of just, you know, just win them all. Like just, just everything, never, never taken that off. And sort of some cups, you know, like round robin formats, it's so easy to take a night off, but just, trying to win everything, um, that would be the end goal. Um, obviously, that sounds so much easier said than done. Mm-hmm. But if we keep working hard and um, with the group we've got, I think I think we can we can do a good effort at it. Yeah. Excellent, mate. Excellent. Well, I, thank you so much for joining me. It's been a real pleasure to chat to you. Good luck for the rest of the season. I'm hoping we get some uh, incredibly competitive games coming up towards so, the end. Yeah. Um, obviously, me and Paints talk on the reg. I know he's giving you a buzzword. Did you manage to get it in? I did. What was it? Go on. <laughs> Wizard. Wizard. <laughs> that wasn't too bad, actually. He could have gone a lot Not harder. Not too bad. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think after the weekend, he's been nice to me, though. <laughs> Ziggy Beasley, thank you so much for your time, mate. Good luck for the rest of the season. Thanks, mate. Cheers. A massive thank you to Ziggy Beasley for joining me there. Really, really did enjoy that chat. What a lovely young fellow he is. Uh, There was was a couple of things I actually sort of forgot to get to as we were chatting. And we've spoken since the recording. So I can let you in on them now. His his favourite Christmas movie is The Holiday. He's in good company there. I happen to love that one myself. And his favourite hockey movie is Young Blood. 
Uh, and Ziggy's now looking forward to spending Christmas splitting time between his family and his girlfriend's family before it's all back to hockey at the start of 2024. Well, massive thank you for listening. I really do hope you've enjoyed this episode. It's uh, It's been a lot of fun to do. We've got one more to, to round out before Christmas where I'll be joined by the England Ice Hockey's General Manager of Coaching, a new role for Peter Wynn. So that'll be the last episode before Christmas. And then possibly between Christmas and New Year, if not certainly very early in the New Year, will be the episode where we chat with Daniel Smith from England Ice Hockey and then we get our sort of points of view across from our division of what this rebrand is going to do for the sport and more specifically in the Britain division and how we can sort of help them and understand what it is that they're trying to do. Uh, as, as as you all know, I like to try and keep things as positive as possible. I've been slightly, not even slightly, actually probably quite forcefully uh, sort of disagreeing with a lot of the stuff that the EIHA, the former EIHA, have been doing. There's obviously been a lot of stuff coming out about more more sort of procedural stuff. Daniel is, is part of the, the rebrand and he's pushed that that envelope. But obviously a lot of the issues that I've had have been with, and obviously other people as well, other fans in this division have had, have been with the Department of Player Safety. Uh, our friend Nicky Watt over at 4000 and Counting, done two brilliant episodes with Shane Moore when they tore the dops apart. Uh, there's also been a lot of issues come out recently with finances, how much money they've got, them saying they've got no money. and that, you know, So we are going to have a little dig on that and see what Daniel can, can tell us with regards to the finances within the England ice hockey setup. So, yeah, that will be, if not between Christmas and New Year, early in the New Year, and I am looking forward to Daniel sitting down. I do think it's it's showed good foresight from England Ice Hockey to contact the independent sort of media providers that, that the league has got. You know, us people that have put this content out through our own channels, that they've they've got ahead of it so they can uh, sort of get their point across, which is a I think it's a really good idea. But we're like, yeah, we'll catch up with that in thing. So hopefully you enjoyed that. Peter Wynn episodes come before Christmas. Thank you once again for listening. I'll see you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network.